Hey, you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast. We help you build a thriving creative practice. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza. You can stay up to date with all things Creative Pep Talk by following me on Instagram at Andy J. Pizza. Let's get into today's episode. I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him like, you should go check it out. You're gonna be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was gonna tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, antijpizza.com if you wanna see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you, where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Ushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. Yo, so today on the show, we have one of my creative heroes, Aaron Draplin. Uh, he, He was on the podcast ages ago, like early days of the show, but it was just kind of a really casual chat. And I had a blast chatting and catching up with Aaron. He and I have, you know, become a good acquaintances over the years. Uh, and I got the chance to tell him in this chat how much of an impact he has had on me. I don't think everybody knows that because my creative style isn't necessarily influenced by his visual voice, but his whole, um, you know, I feel like there's so much about him coming from the Midwest and um, owning his true self in his work and in public and the public facing side of what he does. It was one of the core key catalysts to starting this podcast. And uh, I'm still an enormous fan of everything he does. If you don't know him, you're going to love him. And if you do love him, you're going to love this hot, fresh, Draplin content coming at you. Huge thanks, Draplin, for doing this. And without further ado, 
Here he is, the man, the legend, Aaron Draplin. Official start, Draplin. So pumped that you're on the show. Well, hi there. Thank you, Andy. Hi. Uh, I saw on social media you've you've gone full blown puzzler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, deep in the puzzle game. Yeah, we've been doing puzzles. Uh, as part of this, you know, I lost uh, a bunch of speaking gigs, and that's mm-hmm. I'm not going to cry about that. It's been amazing for way too many years. And uh, the idea that I had a big April scheduled and a big May scheduled and that went away, it just meant like, all right, we're home and we're going to do this thing. And before I go and lament either, you know, lost wages or any of this stuff, you know, what's the golden lining here? You know, like, wow, some time back home. So what are things that I, you know, neglect that I could try a little bit different way, which instantly was just like, well, clean up the shop. You know, that's mm-hmm. always an ongoing nightmare. You know, after yeah. each tour, the place is trashed. And then it, it takes a month to get it all kind of finally put away. And then, um, you know, another thing was just spending more time in my house. Like, like I, I, I'm in my backyard right now, but when I'm in the house, it's like, you know, Netflix and going to bed and stuff. And uh, we've just been sitting down eating having meals you know my 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 beautiful lee has been cooking and and making bread and uh i've been uh working out in the basement every night for 30 minutes on that bike you ought to see what a nightmare (laughs) of just sweat and chafe oh my god with the wicking oh i I bet it's a beautiful thing i don't know if that comes through on this podcast but it is not good and i you know i'm in there (laughs) banging around but the next thing I'm going to do is, uh, you know, um, play some Lego. And, yeah. and and I've got a bunch of Legos in my basement, and I just need to set up a couple tables and really dig in. But in the meantime, we've been doing puzzles, yeah. And it's this odd meditative uh, thing, and um, I get lost in it, you know. And I'm sitting listening to records. Like uh, a yeah. week and a half ago, I listened to the entire Steely Dan discography a couple times over, which was – probably seven hours, I don't know, sitting there until four in the morning. And it was uh, wonderful. So, yeah, taking yeah. time to just uh, get lost a little bit, you know? Have you ever made a puzzle? No, but it's in the works. I'm halfway right. through one for uh, uh, an affiliate out of uh, Minneapolis I can't quite go into because yeah. they're real weird about that, these dipshits. But um, <laughs> they they hit me hard and uh, good buddies and uh, I'm, I'm going to make a puzzle. So, yeah, it's it's nice. coming. And there's going to be a stack of 200 by the year 2042 when we get back to, to normal. But uh, yeah. how are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I, uh, I've i actually had a deadline most of this time, which has mm. kind of been distracting me. So I feel like I'm, I'm guessing all this is going to hit me all at the same time way later than everybody. And it's just going to knock me off my ass. But I've... I've been keeping busy and uh, I've definitely spent more. I've been working at home instead of the studio and that's been, it's been a good, you know, reconnection to family life and all that stuff. So there's been some, there's definitely been some positive through all of it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the thing that we all need to think about and and sort of savor is uh, just spending time with those who you're close with. You know, I, uh, yesterday, my little nephew, that little rat, he did a, 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 a drive-by 
flipping me off with my sister <laughs> and my almost brother-in-law driving. He was yeah. he had the, the the little moon roof moon roof down, and he was standing up, and he was flipping. He's nine years old, by the way, Oliver, <laughs> and he was flipping double flip off. You know, just telling his uncle to go to hell. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, they stopped and we talked, and it was like we're afraid to like you know grab the little guy and stuff. Know. You know, and how weird is that stuff? And you know, uh, it, it, this really makes me thankful for. You know, having Lee out here and yeah. um, just her dedication to to staying, you know, at my side, kind of, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and engaging in this cohabitation, you know, a brave, patient woman. Uh, but you know, I, I just stop myself and just kind of go, wow, you know, this is. It's been a really special time, and mm-hmm. and scary, sure, but you know, this isn't all that much different than what I do day to day. You know, um, which is a a very, dare I say, privileged comment, you know, Um, oh, that shit's showing, you know, a couple of days ago, digging around on Facebook, I saw, you know, we'll just call it um, dumb fucks back in Michigan lamenting Mm. their lack and inability to go play golf. And it was just like, shame on you until you lose someone within your sphere, then you won't be posting this shit. And I mean, I just, you know, people, you know, just, you know, just good old boys who are pissed off. They can't take their big boats out onto uh, whatever lake to pollute it, you know, and you know, this stuff is, is as old as anything, you know, um, it just kind of shows you, Who's got their priorities straight? And, yeah. you know, each day uh, I've tried to, yes, stay on top of my whatever obligations I've, I've committed to, but also do a little something weird each yeah. day. And and that isn't necessarily the working out or whatever. Those are the sort of just sort of, I don't know, was it biomechanics of staying alive? Mm. Um, hard to find that time. But I've been donating <clears throat> a lot of time to... Um, Swooping in and talking to a class of kids, yeah, cheering up people who are having you know weird meetings every morning on their you know Zoom, and then getting back to work on their projects, and you know sort of their um, buddies or what we'll just say the people running the Zooms who are calling me and saying, hey man, you know some people are feeling a little down in the dumps. Would you just come in and you know yeah just just light them up a little bit, which is so weird, you know. And I've been doing some of those. Um, I've contributed to a number of, um, and I don't know if they're just these feel good things for other designers, um, but they've raised some money. Uh, some of these little projects have been involved in, you know, making a poster or making a little awareness PSA or something. I'm, I'm trying to, uh, be nimble to when they, when they ask me to, to contribute, Instead of lamenting, you know, oh, I'm so busy on these 19 other things to be basically be taxed up the ass about. No, yeah. I'm just going to make some time today to go do something to help someone. So I've got a couple things even coming out this week. One of them is like a big thing with a fucking agency. Pe- you know, all these people in an agency mm. and just they're all nice, happy, healthy people. But it just doesn't. It doesn't make it right, you know. Having to yeah. all these emails and I get in trouble because I don't have the right reply alls and just, <laughs> oh, just it's insufferable. But you know, I'm trying to make time to, you know, if I can do anything. I've I've always tried to do that. But if I can do anything instead of just, well, frankly, just Netflixing all day long. I mean, I've seen yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Um, I've seen people, you know, oh, I've binged this 19 times over. Like some people don't have that they don't have that connection they don't have that 
set of things. And it's like, you know, I, I've just really been trying to think like, well, I'm so lucky to have so much of this and, and what can I do? You know? Yeah. So, well, thanks for coming on here and doing that for all my people. This is going to be a, a real treat. Uh, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. So I started diving into your new Skillshare class and it's brilliant. First of all, oh, thank um, you. yeah, it's really funny and insightful and it's all about making merch. But the thing I started to think about was how much of everything you do seems to go back to a baseline of branding or a brand. And I think about like, you, in your one of the first videos, you're joking about two of your first brands, Drap Lids, which was a series of hats, yeah. and Drap Industries, um, which were two brands that you created. And I just started to think about how there's a lot of dicey shit around the idea of personal brand. But yeah. for you, it seemed almost like a punk DIY thing to do to give yourself a brand. Is that kind of accurate? Yeah, I, of course. It's it's embarrassing, you know, because when we look <laughs> back, it's like from the skateboarding world we came from. At that time, we saw um, there was a brand, um, you know, it was was it, was it the the earliest Santa Monica Airlines? What was that? Jason Lee World Industries. Within his World yeah. Industries, you know, ninety ninety one, um, they had split off. This World Industries had split off from whatever larger skateboard company they were part of. And they just went and did their own shit, you know? Yeah. And I think when you learn the story, 25, 30 years later, you know, they were being printed at the same facilities, but that's not what we knew. To us, it was like, wow, they made their own decks, they made their own art, they had their own team, their own fucked up graphics. And it was very liberating to see that because suddenly, you know, whatever your choices were, that all the pretty boys had, I had a choice, at least for skateboarding, that was kind of shittier, right? And mm -hmm. it was still, you know, I could still, you know, it it just, there was no license that you had to have to do this. So when we got to do our own, you know, when we would go to Detroit, when we would go down to Detroit, we would see, you know, like little house brands and stuff at the record stores, or, you know, uh, you would follow along some band you were into, and then they were selling their own things too, you know, and they made their own things. And, you know, in your you know, the perception is that you're, you know, for some hillbilly from up north, you know, I'm, I'm this good old boy from up north going down to this big city situation. And they were big to me. And I, I just loved yeah. the sort of weirdness of like, when you finally met them, no, it was a group of people in a, in a dorm room. Right. Mm. And there was something so fun and, um, you know, I don't know, just kind of surreal about that. Like, just making fun of it you know like i just love when you meet people who like i don't know what it is like when i was a kid like you'd meet these kind of dare i say like flamboyant eccentrics who would mm. say things like yeah i'm a small business owner yeah and you'd be like whoa you're a small business owner. what are you talking about no anyone can be all you got i mean now you just have to go get an online llc going and you're a small business you see what i'm saying like yeah. they were full of shit is what i'm getting at and yeah. there was just a certain kind of charm or even stubbornness to the way that they would just sort of like they wouldn't really you know there was almost like a i don't know how to say it. it's like there was something fun about when you met someone who was totally serious about it and you're like, phew, that's, I'm not going to patronize them, but that's just kind of weird. 
Let's just go make fun of that. And when they come and find out it is just me or me and my couple buddies, like, you know, it's not necessarily the jokes on them. It's like, let's just have a laugh at just how this stuff gets away from us. So, you know, when we were little kids, it was like, it just was fun to fuck with it, you know? And, and, and just see what would happen. So all these years later, like, you know, I I really appreciate you saying that Andy, you know, you are in a little, a little enigma to me. You know, right. <laughs> very positive. It's always fun. I love the illustrations. I love the yeah, spirit. I thanks, love the, the joy and what you do. Um, so when I make something, a Skillshare, I get a little nervous that an Andy J pizza might look at that and go, oh, come on, enough with the brand, you know, enough <laughs> with just, you know, the Draplin show and all this kind of stuff. Because, you know, they come after me. I scheme up ideas. But to be as clear as I can be about why we do these Skillshare things. I mean, sure, I make a paycheck. It's amazing. But we really try to peel the layers back to make all this weirdness I've been so lucky to experience accessible for any other kid, right? Yeah. Um, So the merch game is like, listen, you know, this isn't about making an empire out of this stuff. Who even gets to do that? When I was a kid, you would see these Tibor Kalman watches and you would see, you know, uh, Chuck Anderson pieces and house industries. And, you know, the things I could get my hands on were one thing, but a lot of that shit, I couldn't even get my hands on it because it was MoMA, you know, and only at these sort of exclusive sort of situations and, you know, places. The idea that a kid can go make his thing, post it, share it with his buddies, sell it all over the world she, he, whatever, you know, can get out there and just, you know, make their own little thing come to life. Like that is, was really fun for me. And I, I just, I think that people, you know, feel like they don't have the access to that stuff when that's total bullshit. They could, you know, what the steps they can take from either watching my little vid now, you know, um, you know, they can go make their own little goodies You know, in the last bunch of years. And I've gotten in a little bit of trouble because like, I don't like sticker mule stuff, you know, right. That it peels up. It's, it's 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 just not the right quality that I'm looking for, but that yeah. isn't necessarily the right spirit. The idea that like a kid can go and make his little graphic come to life overnight and have it delivered a couple of days later, I love that. So, yeah. you know, before I slam them for like digital schmidgital like I always do, I kind of have to think of like I didn't have that resource when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. So if we can promote that, I mean, the, the main thing is this, like, this isn't about a business. It's, it's, none of this stuff was ever about like some sort of bottom line. And I hope that you can smell that when you yeah. see the stuff, you know, it was just about kind of going for it. And, you know, where it's ended up now, it's really exciting. I mean, I, I thought all this would go away, you know, one month ago because everyone would clamp down, but we've been very busy. So we're trying yeah. to throw extras in and just say thank you a little more, you know? Yep. And I, in those Skillshare videos, the whole DIY punk, you know, your heart for the people just starting their own thing, it is so palpable and it really like moved me. I was touched by that. And I think, uh, I but I love this, the way that you have approached personal brand, which is, you know, a bad word in our community for good reason. I think, um, you know, I think when we think personal brand, we think, uh, Instagram influencer, reality TV, what all that kind of stuff. But I feel like the first thing I got from the class was what if you flipped personal brand on its head instead of, you know, seeing it as some fake bullshit, what if it was, 
uh, a way of making, bringing your own thing to the world with that punk aesthetic of we're going to start something and, you know, nobody gave us permission to do it and nobody's asking us to do it. We're, we just decided to do it. And yeah. I feel like that whole f feeling runs through this class. Oh, thank you. I, you know, when I, when I go back and I look at like um, the things that really grabbed me when I was a kid and one of them would, would be a band called Fugazi. Um, because yeah. f first of all, I don't know how to say it. It's like they, they're pretty sophisticated characters and when they would put their music out into the world, it really felt like they were breaking you off something. Like there's all this early footage of when the band started, you know, right after Minor mm. Threat, a couple of years after, you know, 87 is when they're, the, the first ones come out. You know, this, there's this, these first bits of footage and it really is this sort of like, oof, if you didn't live in D.C., you know, Washington, D.C. at that time. There's no yeah. way you would know about this stuff. Well, even in 87, 88, it came to us through record stores and through, you know, ads and magazines and things. And by the time it got to us, you could tell it was like kind of watered down. And then, you know, when a band starts to get big and a band starts to become something, you know, the T-shirts and the stickers and the bullshit start to follow. And I remember there was you know, either a t-shirt that they either had made or someone made that just said, this is not a Fugazi t-shirt. Yeah. And it was just this really powerful thing. Now, if they did that, that's pretty weird and pretty clever. But, you know, friends who were close to the band, I've always kind of wondered, like, they didn't make that shirt, did they? And, and they did. Yeah. And their brand uh. was so strong to me by their work ethic, by the records being, you know, six and seven bucks and not 16 or whatever it was at mm -hmm. the time there's shows that you could go see were five dollars that is all brand also right yeah. the ethics are in line and yes i know it's chumpy for me to sell a bunch of t-shirts and hats and shit and by the way the orders are fucking flying in but uh, <laughs> uh and thank you but yeah. you know when you step out into the world you're branding you know, yes. you're branding. If you are a bad person, you're branding things bad. If you're a good little person and you have, you're a good citizen and you're nice to people, that's your brand. And, mm. you know, I love how graphic design, be it visually or even persuasively, can influence, you know, what people think of you. But yeah. the idea is, you know, when you talk about influences and shit, man, I cringe too. Because I've, I've heard these stories, you know, people are like, I met that influencer, man. Her breath was like a dog's foot, you know, whatever it was. And I was like, oh, God, you met him? Oh, yeah. What was he like? Oh, he was so full of himself. He has the personality of this Nalgene bottle. But no, online, yeah. he looks cool. Like, that shit sucks. And we all kind of mm -hmm. know it's like that. So the idea that, like, you know, whatever, you know, I'm making fun of myself way too much and not mm -hmm. taking it seriously. But if you meet me. It aligns with, you know, whatever bullshit I was kind of saying through the brand. The spirit. I would hope. Yeah. You know, I would hope. I Yeah. I I'm so glad you said that because one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, you know, people have so bought into the DDC brand and it's not just 
of course, you know, it's young designers from the Midwest and the South and, you know, they've embraced it fully. But then you even see these people sporting the brand and embracing and embodying it. And uh, people like Mark Marin and Lamb Chop, like I am curious from your perspective, what do they think this brand means? Like what? Yeah, I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought that would you know sideswipe you a little bit, but sure. I thought maybe we could just dig into it in terms of you might not have never thought about that, but maybe you could just give some top of mind stuff because clearly, you know, I, I, when first time I went to the Lamb Chop Spotify page and mm. saw that he's wearing one of your hats, I was like, man, like. What does this brand mean to those people? What are the ethics? What are the, what is this thing um, that appeals to Mark Marin and all that? Well, I think when you, when you look at the Kurt Wagner, it's, it's just a love for shitty hats. That's all it is. Right. I mean, I, I mean, that's what the brand means to him. It's an archeological dig. It's me. Right. I have a large head. He has a large head. Um, yeah. Kurt, if I'm 46, he's probably 56, 57. So he's got a couple years on me, but he appreciates mm -hmm. a sort of bad trucker cap, we'll just say, because yeah. that was the only cut you could get for all those years. And the idea that I, you know, savor that cut and try to sell that cut at a fair, reasonable price, not as some, I found it and now it's this hipster thing and they're, you know, a hundred mm -hmm. bucks or something because I found the, you know, the, the, the sort of exclusive thing and fuck that. No, no, no. They're 32 bucks of which three bucks goes to ship and four bucks goes to ship and a couple bucks goes yeah. to a box, buck or two goes to a patch on down the line, you know, whatever. I just want them yeah. to be like, you know, in the end, it's like 25 bucks. Who cares? Wear it for a month, yeah. wear it for a couple months and then, you know, die in the thing, whatever. Um, but to, to step back and say, geez, you know, anytime I've had, you know, someone who's got some really big numbers or whatever you want to call it. This has a bigger mm -hmm. sphere that they, you know, a Mark Marin. It was yeah. really, really curious to see what he would grab because he kind of said, he's like, hey, can I get a hat? And I was like, well, why don't you buy a hat, man? You you make all this money. That's where my mind goes. But I was like, no, what you do in those weird moments is, and listen, this happens to me, you know, which is nuts, yeah. is they'll just give you whatever you even look at. And I just kind of said, just yeah. pick a hat. Which one do you like? Yeah. And he grabbed this one psychedelic kind of thing, a you know, little little outdoor doodad. And that uh -huh. was cool because that thing is nothing about me. It's uh -huh. just about the weirdness of, I don't know, fluorescent colors on a hat. And, you know, when, when he grabbed that, you know, when Kurt wears the DDC, you know, what does that mean? I mean, first of all, just selfishly, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So it took all my strength not to just completely, you know, eat him when I met him. Yeah. You know, I'm just such a fan. <laughs> and to go there and to be a peer was a real honor for me. You know, even though you yeah. realize he's just a guy making music in his Nashville house, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. But no, the magic and the mystique, sometimes you're not supposed to meet your heroes, right? And yeah. that day I got to meet one of my heroes, whatever that means. And it was amazing. So whatever he's picking up on, I, I hope it's the positive things. It's not the sort of like brutish, um, blustery, you know, just kind of, you know, like, you know, 10 and 15 years ago when I started this thing, there was a little more just sort of a tell it like it is quality to what I was probably doing until yeah. I hurt someone's feelings, you know. And I quit that shit, like just telling mm -hmm. it like it is because it, it you know, sometimes it's just not necessary, you know? Yeah. I'm still pretty, you know, close to that. But, you know, you start to get a veneer where you're like, oh, no, that that doesn't. 
you know, what it was is I, I hurt a band. I made either fun of or just exactly said exactly what I thought of some shit band I saw. And one of the guys was a fan of my work. Mm. And he wrote me. He was like, you know, we're trying. And he, fuck me too. I'm in the same boat. Uh. So I quit, I quit that <laughs> shit. So when you meet yeah, you know, one of these guys, you know. They're they're just yeah. a larger version of the rest of us, you know, and and you watch and you take notes of how they deal with it. Some are really elegant, some aren't. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, you know, when, when they look, you know, some people you'll meet, they're just they just want free shit. There's just there's just that element. Sure. But what'll happen now is when I go on the road, people will try to give me t-shirts and things, and I can, I just have to say like you guys, first things first, I'm gonna wear my own hat, and I don't want this yeah. to bum you out, but. I'm going to, I'm going to sweat in that hat and I'm going to, you know, kick the world's ass in that hat. And that's really the metaphor. I don't need any more, but here, give this to a young kid, you know, who's yeah. inspired by what you guys do, but you can just watch people's faces go, Bow, you know, like you just watch them get kind of bummed. So it's just interesting to like, you know, like I remember the first time I went to MailChimp and, yeah. you know, they were walking me through and it was like, I went into some like some little cavern, a little closet thing. And that was probably you know, 15 by 15 by 15, the square room. And it was just filled with sweatshirts, things and stuff. And it was just mm. kind of a Willy Wonka Disney, like, you know, like those Disney stores when you're at the, at the, at the resort and you're just like, you yeah. walk in and it's just up to the ceiling filled with shit. Like it was one of those moments. And I, I just, I just didn't grab any of it. I might've grabbed something for, you know, maybe at the time it was 10 years ago or something like, you know, my, my, my girlfriend's son or something, you know, who he was, you know, 15 or something, 14, a weird little monkey sweatshirt or something. Hmm. But it just wasn't for me. You know, it was like, I, I had full reign of the place and it was just like, no, I, I have two sweatshirts. I'm probably still nursing today you know, eight years later. Yeah. And that's sort of the metaphor of just all this stuff is like, what I hope a kid realizes when he buys a goofy little DDC hat is I took every fucking step to make that thing as good as I can make it. Sell it at a fair price. Get it from the order into the mail as fast as Lee could do it, right? Mm. That is the brand. It's not, you know, who cares if the things last for a couple of years? Who, you know, it's just like we're doing it, and it's not, you know, some larger, you know, I don't know, how to, uh, you know, without being too much of an asshole, like there's not a <laughs> precious quality to it. It's a dumb hat. Just let it be yeah. a dumb hat. You know, one of the things that just irks me forever in Portland, Oregon, is the precious quality that we sort of uh, dip everything into. And it's not right. a T-shirt. No, it's, you know, it's a garment now, you know, and it's not <laughs> just a, you know, it's a limited edition. You know, you can just, it's, just, it's just such a bunch of bullshit. And that's yeah. where graphic design scares me. So, you know, yeah. part of this brand is fucking with the devices that everybody else, I, I like when you, what, you, what was the word you used a little bit ago? There were some dicey things or something with brand. Yeah, I just said dicey shit when it comes to personal brands. Oh, yes, there is. All these charlatans out there that'll podcast you into the ground and they're going to teach you this yeah. and they're going to teach you that. <laughs> Jesus. And then here I am on Skillshare. Like, what, am I any different? No. But I think that when you dig into what I do, we will show you. Know, yeah. I'll yeah. show you the exact recipe. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, no. I get yelled at <clears throat> by uh, mm -hmm. brandy sorts of people when I'm at these events, because they're like, mm. oh, you're giving away too many secrets. <laughs> like they're concerned for me, you know? 
and they want me to, you know, break yeah. off a little less because you can make yeah. a little more later. You know, just such bullshit. I, you know, as you're saying all that, I'm, I just become aware of one of the things that makes your brand uh, and everything you do just so human and so full of life is that it embodies all of these contradictions. There's just all of this, you know, I've always, that's something that's always been really appealing about everything you do is one minute you have this like in your face, kind of like, that's the way it is. And the next minute, you know, you're crying on stage and there's just this humanity. Can't hold it yeah, back. It's just, but, but I, I feel like, uh, it, I think, I wonder if, some of the first fruits uh, of this were in some of your influences. In the class, you talked about uh, house industries and French paper. And the funny thing is, before you talked yeah. about that, I'd always thought about what you do as this like singular, like nothing is like Draplin. And it gave me some context of like, oh, I see some of the the contradictions and some of the stuff that house puts out, for instance, is like this extremely slick design, but this really human quirky, silly message, like right juxtaposed. And it creates this very human thing because, you know, contradictions are human. And I feel like you, you do such a good job of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I loved about so much, what I loved about house was it, first of all, yeah, it was accessible it didn't feel like a club that I wasn't involved in. See, the New York shit that I would come across, that felt like, hey, if you're not here with us, yeah. you're not a part of this. And that's the way it is True. to this day. So I hope everyone's doing okay <laughs> there, but at least design-wise, yeah. it gets a little little dicey, you know, a little the word that we might throw around <laughs> too many times today. But, you know, I remember a very close colleague of mine whose name I cannot release on this podcast it rhymes with shmim shmoodall uh jim kudal from uh, kudal partners told me don't you don't don't you buy into that new york city bullshit like yeah. that was one of the greatest things and i was like what what i was all excited that like you know someone acknowledged my existence yeah. you know from some of that you know and it was just this moment where it was like you're, you're so fucking right man who cares and it wasn't even – we might have even been talking about New York. Maybe it was this one time I got big leaked mm -hmm. in some L.A. guy <laughs> who, by the way, all these years later, man, fuck, that guy's not doing shit. I checked on it all the time. He's not doing dick. But anyway, who cares about it? He could die for all I care. Anyway, I hope him and his family are doing great. Well, you know, it's just like <laughs> – yeah. I remember that shit, you know, I remember that shit. I hope I'll never be that, you know, for some kid, you know, cause it, it happened to me and, you know, there's just a sense of like not taking yourself too seriously, you, you know, the need. Okay. Like the yeah. first time I bought a mouse pad from how, uh, Chuck Anderson, yeah. you know, CSA design, uh, I needed a mouse pad. So first of all, they meet the need functionally of mm. what you are doing, you know, and it was a nice mouse pad. I still have it. Um, I needed that thing. We didn't have the optical, schmoptical mm -hmm. things then, you know? So, you know, the idea that, like, you know, um, they could make the delivery of this, this thing, this necessity that we needed fun, that was just the best of all the worlds. And then the best part is it was affordable. So, I, you know, if I'm making a dumb coin purse <laughs> and they're pretty dumb, it's like, it's like, until you need that to hold your guitar picks, 
It's just a novelty. But no, in the right hands the right way, the one fisherman that I met who kept his favorite fish hooks in there, that became a necessity for him. And I just love that stuff because a lot of the goofy stuff that I play with or, you know, make fun of, in the right hands, you'll get that little sprinkle. So I saw them doing that. You know, House Industries was something that my dad could pick up and enjoy. That wasn't the same when, with all due respect to the Kalman family, you know, to Mr. Tibor Kalman, mm. who was fucking brilliant. But my dad couldn't really pick up, you know, I don't know, a Benetton catalog and understand what, yeah. he, what they were doing. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, it was expensive. First of all, where do you even buy that shit? And first of all, the world, yeah. we're in Michigan. You know, yes, it, that was like one of the first times where you kind of go, wow, it's a big world either through design or something. It's good to be aware of our privilege here and how lucky we are to have clean water and things and stuff. Okay, so that's where design does the the right thing. But too many times when I was a kid, design was mm-hmm. way more exclusionary. Like you just got this feeling like you know, we don't we don't care if you you know, the the people that we made this for, it goes to them. Yeah. And you aren't part of this. So the things that grab me like you know, um, independent records, um, independent record, uh, the IPR, it was this band called scenic. Like, first of all, all of their stuff was printed on like the really simplest of like mm. chipboard. Right. So there was a kind of a very down to earth, you know, sort of frugal quality to that. And the art was incredible, but it was all letterpress their album or their record or CD at the time, you know, it was the same price as the next CD sitting over there mass produced by, you know, mm. fucking Warner Brothers or whatever, right? And there was an art to what they were doing. There was almost like a populist kind of quality of like, listen, they were just making these things and that's their attempt to get out and sink or swim with all the rest. And that stuff really punched me in the face when I was a kid because it was special. To this day, mm. I have all of it, you know? That's a permanent collection. So there, there's a new book that, you know, if, if you guys are interested in, it's called The Independent Projects. Oh, what the? I'm, I'm, I'm screwing up because I'm on the spot. But just if you look up a guy named Richard mm-hmm. Kegler, he'll get you to it pretty quick. He made this book to celebrate Bruce Liker's output. And anyway, I mean, these are just one of these little micro influences I had when I was a kid. House Industries. Um, in fact, just yesterday... I reached out to a guy. I don't know if anyone listening to it would even know what Motor Booty was. What Motor Booty was this kind of rock and roll uh, satire and comics and stuff mm. out of Detroit. And the, the illustrator was a guy named Mark Dancy. And his line work is some of my favorite stuff over the years. It, it, it was I'd never seen anything like it. His illustration style. It looked vector mm. long before vector because he just had uniform yeah. lines, right? And the way he was treating it, it was wonderful. So you guys gotta all have to go look up Mark Dancy. But here's what I'm getting at. That shit punched me in the face back in 90, 91, 92, 93, and then uh, that's mm. the last I kind of heard of it. They had the they'd been making these magazines. I was buying the magazines in the early to mid 90s. Put it all away, laughed at it, read all of it cover to cover, didn't think about it. So a couple days ago, I'm upstairs digging around because one of the things I've had more time to do is, you know, clean my shop and then enjoy some of the piles that I have. And I found an old issue of Motor Booty in my Motor Booty, you know, this, this seven or eight issues of this thing. And I started to look through it, and it was really ahead of its time. And I just kind of went, well, I wonder what that guy's up to. Because this stuff, frankly, 
is 27 yeah. years ago, right? So, you know, what's he doing? Because if he was, shit, 25 then, that means he's over 50. If he was 35 then, he's, you know, an older man. Well, I, I reached out to this Mark Dancy and I just wrote him this really, you know, complimentary letter and just said, listen, when I was a kid, you couldn't really write your heroes or the people you looked up to. You could maybe write into a, you know, yeah. on a letter. But we, this is before email, you know, and I just need to tell you that you were a big influence for me. And I've been very, very lucky. And I you know, told him a little bit about what I do. And I said, but, you know, you were one of the originals and I appreciate it then. And I still love it now. And he wrote me back this morning and he was I was terrified to open <laughs> it because they were pretty biting. Yeah. You know, and their satire of, you know, Detroit. At the time, you know, who was hot shit in Detroit in the middle of the night? You know, what a fucking kid rock or something, you know? Ugh. And they yeah. just stood up to it, you know? I don't know, insane clown posse. They made fun of them, you know? And maybe they weren't. I don't even, who knows? Um, but I appreciate it. And I was like, oh, you know, fuck, he's going to mm. rip me apart, you know? But he was very nice and, you know, it's kind of said, you know, congratulations on doing it. And I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of that. You know, and I, that it all comes full circle, you know, yeah. that's not what I experienced in graphic design. You know, when I was getting into it, it's like there were more doors slammed into your face than moments like that. So the couple that I could grab into, you know, house are friends all these years later, you know, uh, Andy Cruz and, you know, Ken and all those guys. I mean, those are friends. And, you know, I see him once a year or something. Um, but, you know, Chuck Anderson is my mentor, you know, and a buddy and yeah. an incredible guy. I mean, you know, you know, a lot of kids that, you know, might be leaving listening to this. They don't even know who Charles Spencer Anderson is, but you got to do a search, you know, you got to go yeah. deep because that is my favorite graphic designer, you know. Yeah. What he did for me as a kid was just, you know, just made it say like, you know, this isn't just about the sort of art of making a paycheck. This is about, you know, this is, there's art in this too and can be enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate those guys. Yeah. I love that. I heard, uh, you say and all that I'm, I'm kind of making, you know, how Dieter Rams has his t 10 things that are good design or whatever. It sounds like I picked up three things in there. Uh, that you said when it comes to good design or a good brand, you talked about utility. So like it has a purpose, it has something like there's an actual value that's, uh, I don't remember the product that you mentioned, but it was a specific product in terms of the brand. Do you remember what you said? Oh, coin purse. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and the, there was another, yeah, there was another one too, but the utility and the second thing you said was, Oh, a mouse pad. Yeah. Mouse pad. That's what it was. He's like, yeah. So it had a purpose. The second thing was it was accessible and affordable. So there was a democratic side to it. And then, you know, finally it was fun. There was some touch of human, uh, humor or, you know, humanity baked into this thing that was just meant to delight that went above and beyond just the utility. Um, so there you go. There's three, yeah. three design rules from, from Drap on. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Does that ring true to you? Well, I mean, <laughs> when you, when you get into some of these guys who make these rules, it gets pretty stringent quick, you know, like it's a little mm -hmm. like um, a little bit off putty sometimes, you know, it's like, well, geez, man, like, you know, we're, we're making fucking mouse pads here. Just relax, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, when, when I saw that movie and you know, it just was like, oof, you know, the sort of stubborn quality of, you know, like, you know, of, of the thinking, it's just such a different time. You know, and yeah. well, I mean, I'm sure that can apply to how you make, you know, some, um, you know, app or whatever things that people are working on, you know, launching this or that. It's like 
just the ethics of just like you know i don't know how to say it. it's like in town here we see some rules bent and i don't that i'm sure it happens in columbus too sure but in and you know you know hipster export portland you'll just see like this handmade thing like just you're just priced out of it not that i even want the thing right but they didn't yeah. need to necessarily do that and and they don't need to hold on to some sort of artistic sort of stubbornness of like you know the my favorite things are things that are just like first of all all these people that are looking at this they can afford it that's like the best yeah. and you can get a couple of them then so you know the couple times that i've had someone kind of waving a finger in my face and being like what's your deal what's your deal why are your posters 30 bucks because all mm. the shit in their booth is 200 and 300 and whatever and that's great you know if you if you can get away selling some batman poster limited edition you know whatever the hell it is yeah. you can get away with doing that <laughs> more power to you but i i can't and and i'm i would rather just make something that you know like we, we go to this thing every year called mondo and everyone's very mm. nice and everyone's you know they're all cool and i'm getting to meet all these cool characters and you know some of these guys i've been looking at for years i'm getting to know you know yeah. and, and and a fan of and yet we joke when we go to mondo because they'll say drapplin how are sales doing and i'll say the stroller set is really coming through because <laughs> we get the moms you know with that stroller trying to keep the kid alive and you know dad's off yeah. in line to get some goddamn teddy rucks been limited edition you know variant bullshit you know bobblehead or something fine and then she's this there you know with the kid you know walking around and we we sell a lot to them because you know they can come to our thing and it isn't this sort of like you know frenzy to get this bullshit it's just like well hi yeah we talk and we we you know interact and you know it isn't this fidgety thing so i don't know what any of this means other than just like my favorite things are things that you can walk up and meet the people celebrate that yeah. not feel like you're getting played down to because you're not quite in with that crew or that crowd you, know, you can see the chip on my shoulder coming out in the, the shit i say but right. you know we don't we don't ever we don't ever you know play that game up around you know we see it a little bit in town here and yeah. I, I have to say, it goes away pretty quick, you know? Yeah. It goes away. You know, when you see a restaurant come in and be a little full of themselves, that it'll, it'll go away pretty quick. It, the ones that can, you know, there's a, the, the greatest metaphor is there's just this Italian restaurant on 28th and Burnside. Now, I know I'm getting specific yeah. and no one knows what I'm talking about. It's called La Buca. But La Buca has been there since I got here in 2002. That's eight years if you go you know obviously they're closed now but you know a month and a half ago yeah. they're busy every night but it's not the kind of busy where there's a line wrapped around the damn place you can go there yeah. do a little wait and get in it's it's incredible food at an incredible price and i just remember i'm not gonna name any names but about 10 years ago a client of mine came down from seattle and was like oh this is like just such pedestrian you know like and i remember just being like you've never even been to italy motherfucker you know what you don't even know what a peasant you know whatever you know just went crazy because it was like you know they were talking down to this thing and it was like yeah. no you're missing the point there's nothing cool about kind of going like you know what's cool being in business is cool being yeah, solvent yeah. is cool being you know being able to keep the lights on and keep people you know happy i'll go back to labuca the rest of my time i'm here in portland 
you know, and I, I, I know those people now. So there's a longer game there. You know, they maybe they could have been in more yeah. papers. Maybe they could have been cooler. That shit doesn't mean anything. And that really is the metaphor of the DDC. Like if this if this did not happen. So what? It was still fun to do it. You know, if we weren't experiencing the success of being able to make these fun things and sell these things and now teach another kid with no shame, with no guarding, you know, guarded quality of like, oh, I don't know if I should break this off. I love when I get these these knuckleheads in the backstage who are like leery of what I do, you know, like yeah. as if I'm going to like, I'm, you know, I'm fucking everyone else's price, you know, stock price up because I'm giving it all out. Right. They're done. They're on the they're they're on the yeah. downward whatever already. You know what I mean? Yep. And if they're nervous yep. about that, it's like, man, you know, you're not gonna do this the rest of your life. So you better start getting creative about what's gonna happen when you slow shit down. You better start thinking about that. Cause instead of trying to guard it, there you know, I don't know, how to, you know, yeah. So it's it's just an interesting thing, yeah. like I don't know, just just dig it. If you're not into what we do, it's okay. I'm not going to, you know, slam you with it. it. You know, my, I appreciate what you were saying before, how people, you know, there's like p- people that are into what I do. But I got to tell you, yeah. for every husky, flannel-bearing, bearded, you know, numbnut who's into the DDC, <laughs> there's a whole army of these bastards, okay? I know. There's a whole... Oh, it's like, it's like minifigures for the Lego, okay? Yeah. Well, they love you. Th- that's fine. But my yeah. favorite is when it's a young lady and she'll just tell me, I'm not into your shit, but I'm picking up what you're, what you're, I'm picking it up. Thank you. You know? Yeah. I get yeah. about one a day of, of both of those. I get one a day where someone, now that comes in many forms from the other. The average, yes is this kind of bearded, you know, dude. And that's all fun and stuff, but it's it's the it's the it's the middle-aged dad coming in and saying, "I don't vote like you vote, but I appreciate what you've got to say when you met my kid." Ooh, that's a fun one cuz then I'll write back and be like, "Tell your daughter who you're voting for, asshole." Whatever I say, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, motherfucker. Let's just have yeah. a little PSA here. If you voted for Donald Trump, Fucking shame on you. Okay, back to the show. Let me get a word in here, Andy, okay? If you voted for That's that awesome. fucking comb over piece of shit, maybe get this out of here. I'm man, yeah. I want the Secret Service coming down on your show. But uh, uh, uh hey, man. Hey. They, they know how yeah. I feel. I know. I, 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 I think we're aligned in our you know our our, our our devotion to just general human decency. Um you know, I <laughs> yeah. think we are. Uh anywho, you know. It's the guys that come after me and say, I'm just not into your shit, but I see what you're doing and I appreciate I just that's the ones I write back and say, listen, you don't have to like my goofy little T-shirt graphics. But um, I appreciate when I met you the first time you were crying on my shoulder about what you were going to do. Yeah, this is not just a template for orange and Futura Bold and all the other just goofball shit I'm into. It's a template for a lot of things. And I got that yeah. from someone and you, maybe you're getting it from me a little bit and you, she's getting it from this. And, you know, it, it's 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 awesome when I see, you know, a 22 year old girl who's like, you know, I don't even know how to use the words, but saying I feel empowered. I don't like what you yeah. do, but I feel empowered to go and, you know, basically take you down. 
let's talk. You know, you bring a knife to a gunfight, you know, youngster, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I get those and I, I, I dig it because, yeah. you know, that's awesome. You know, instead of me I, 20 years ago, I would have been afraid to say anything like that. You know, whatever that means, you know? Yeah. Actually, uh, I was going to save this for the very end. I don't, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but you know, you're one of the biggest influences on me. And it's really interesting because, you know, it's not visually, and I've always loved all your visual work. I'm, I'm very compelled by it. I think it's gorgeous. Well, thank you. But it's, you know, it's clearly not an influence on my visual work. Uh, it's, you know, I don't, I'm not a designer. I'm super illustrative, but I don't know if I told you this, but the first time this was like, this must've been like 2013, maybe 2012, something like that. I watched uh, a talk you did online and I remember going to lunch with my buddy right after it. And I was just like over the moon, like borderline euphoric. There was some, and, and I couldn't even really... I wouldn't have been able to put it in words at the time, but looking back, I do think there was just, uh, there was so many things there in what you were doing and saying and, and how you were thinking about creativity that, uh, just lit a spark in me. And honestly, I don't think, I really don't think that I would have a podcast without you and all the stuff that you've done. And I do think I probably fit this other category of, um, you know, not maybe the typical Draplin fan in, in one way or another, but, um, yeah, I don't, I, I think that you've done, you ha- you're going to have this legacy of democratizing design. When I watched that, I live in Columbus, Ohio now, but when I watched that yeah. talk, I was living in weirdly enough, Columbus, Indiana. I only live in Columbus's, but, um, but, but I was in this small town in Indiana and I do think there was some kind of. Um, yeah, there was, there was dismantling of, uh, oh, I'm not a part of it because I'm not in New York yeah. and there was just a whole laundry list of things, but I wanted to make sure that I told you that cause I don't know if that I ever did. Um, so thanks, well, man. That, here come the waterworks, Andy. Cause listen, I don't, right. I, you know, <laughs> you are a little force to me of unfuck with ability because you can't tear down someone who is so positive and there's a joy to what you do. You know, there's a wackiness. Thank you. And there's a fun, there's a color, and there's a just a very uh, proprietary quality of your illustration. I'm sure there's a bunch of Andy J pizzas out there trying to do these little fun, you know, (laughs) rounded heads and stuff. Um, But you know, um, that really grabs me, man, because you you are this thing to me where it's like, no, that's he's his own little pillar, you know. And he's doing his deal. And the idea that I somehow helped that along is uh, is pretty sweet because that fucks with me because I just kind of always thought you were an Andy J pizza. You know what I mean? And that's the game of perception, you know, and the idea that like when I got into this and I met some of these pillars who let you know it. Um, you know, one of the greatest things I, I, I remember this is, I, I think I wrote about, in the. I can't remember if I wrote about in the book. I, I have to be really careful with it because I just went to a thing years ago with a bunch of other things. This, I was, you know, I was 19 things old and I was a young kid and I was so excited to be meeting one of the things from the big thing. 
And yeah. uh, best way to put it is that thing had no time for this thing. Okay, none. And yeah. he let me know yeah. it. And I just like he just said something just kind of shitty to me. And I, whatever it was, you know, like about my work or whatever it was. He, you know, here I'm giving away cues, but <laughs> you know, when you leave that thing that day, you know, and you're, you know, we drove back up to Oregon. It was just like, damn, man, what, what did I do wrong? And wh- what don't I have now? There's a part of me that's a fighter. That's yeah, I'm going to go figure out, I'm going to figure out how to, how to fix this, you know, or something. But he just yeah. excluded me from this big, bigger world. Now that's fine. It stung a little bit. And I just kind of wrote it off as like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll get better. Until about seven or eight years ago, when he wrote to me and said, "Hey, I see what you're doing. Good job. I'm a little, I'm a little, little light on the workload right now. If you ever have any extra jobs, why don't you pitch them my way?" And it was just this moment of, "Well, fuck you." You know, I, I'm pretty good with the email, but yeah, I didn't forget that moment because I can just say this much: if I would have met some other scrub at that thing that day. We're probably still buddies to this day, right? And the idea that that guy left that little bit of whatever on me, that sucked. And yeah. it's kind of scared me. And it was just like, you know, the the ripples of these things go a lot farther than we know. And the idea that at that time he was glowing. And, and, and frankly, when you, when you realize pff, it wasn't shit, you know? He just was the only thing we knew and we were looking up to yeah. it. Um, it really taught me a lesson, you know, like just wherever you at, wherever you're at in life or doing things, you have a ripple too. And, 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 you know, the idea that I somehow got, got to you and, and really you got to me, you know, this isn't the first time we've chatted, you know, I mean, I've, I've been, sure. a fa- listen, I, I don't know what you're working on today be it events or workshops or things or clients or I don't know, some goddamn dog, wacky ass cat thing. I don't know what the hell you're working on. But every time I tap yeah. in, I get the bandwidth checks out, you know, mm. and I appreciate yeah. it Thanks, because, man. you know, it's like, man, this guy, you go and look at his stuff. He was living the high life and whatever that means. And it went away, you know, and I'll bet it humbled him, you know. So, yeah. you know, I if this didn't happen, it's been a cool run. The idea that I've been able to share and get to a Columbus, Indiana or Columbus, U or Columbus, Georgia, you know, um, is, is, is a, is a very, it's a big old hairy honor. So, um, so yeah, man, thank you for saying that. And thank you for uh, tuning into this shit. And, and also thank you for the sort of wink. I think, you know, that I am as, as uncomfortable as ever, you know, with all this stuff, you know, that yeah. th- there is no master plan here, you know. I'm winging yeah. it, and you know it, and we all are, you know. I'm ha- yep. See, there's just there's an economy of certitude out there right now, and I don't want to get into the names or the, the enterprises, but it's fucking freaking <laughs> me out, man, because yeah. people are selling certitude, and they're full of shit, you know. And you get yeah. some kid <laughs> trying to certitude you know, a hundred thousand bucks for a logo. That doesn't happen. That just doesn't, doesn't happen for me, you know, and maybe it happens for, I don't know, pentagram or something, but that's it. That's it. Other people have to do them for 10 grand because it's a fair price, you know, or five grand or 1000. I did a logo this morning 
for 25 bucks. 25. What it was yeah. was a kid wrote me, and I was just getting in here. He said, Draplin, this is a long shot, but I saw one of your videos, and you said every now and again you'll do stuff just because it's fun to do. My wife and I have our four-year four year anniversary coming up. You know, I love her, and you're her, you're her favorite graphic designer. You know, and would you make her a number four? Listen, I busted something out fast. I got this shit on ice. Yeah. Send it back to him. I said, how's this? <laughs> and I said, you know, he, he goes, I'll pay you. I'll do this. I'll give blood. All this funny things he said. I said, just go do, you know, go do a, a donation to the Docs and Rescue Network. Go do a donation to the frontline nurses. Okay. Go do a donation to some people who need a little bit of help. And he sent me 25 bucks to my PayPal. And then, um, you know, I've been keeping track and I'm going to, you know, I've been making donations every couple of weeks and uh, that's going to go into the, another drop in the bucket. And, you know, it's not yeah. about the 25 bucks. It's just about like, you know, I made that kid's day. I'm, you know, for what, four minutes of my time, five minutes of my time. You yeah. Know? And, and I, I think that saying yes is a really big, you know, a, a big thing with this is, I try to say yes a little more than I say no, you know? I mean, that's on, on yeah. whatever level. And that was one of those yes moments. There was a lot that I couldn't do today, you know? But I tried to make yeah. room for that because that is in whatever way. Whether or not it's 25 bucks, if there was no money, it was just fun to do it and fun to have an, an effect and, and fun to, to share, you know? And the idea that, you know, on her yeah. four-year, you know, she wakes up to a graphic design from Aaron Draplin, well... You know, I could tarnish their whole deal. But sorry, sweetie, I'm taken. I am viciously taken out here in Portland, Oregon. And that girl, man, she hit the goddamn jackpot. Lima Coli. She would, she's got the roulette wheel spinning trying to get into that, you know, 34 slot. And there's a little picture of my, my face in the 34. And she, that ball landed right in there, if you know what I'm saying. What, am I, what was the question again? Sorry. I don't know. Uh, well, I got a bunch of I got a bunch of other questions, but let's we'll call it a day. We'll do part three in the future. Why don't you what 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 let's go into overtime? It's not like you have anything else to do, you know. Someone yeah. went and ate a bat. Right. Okay. And hey. uh now, you know, I got a lot of time on my hands. You wanna do a speed round? Yeah, let me give you uh let me give you some quick ones. Here's one. I mean, I got all the shit set up. Apps I had to download, notifications, <laughs> things to say yes to, things to say maybe to, things to say no to. What the fuck? Let's. We might as well. We're recording. <sighs> <laughs> all right. Here's a quick one. So one of the things that's a really huge leap for lots of creative people is, you know, they, they learn the craft from their heroes, but then they stop right on the edge of being able to put themselves in their work. There's all kinds of, for me personally, you know, there was just, there's so many things I was aware of that I liked or that I was, that my heroes weren't or that weren't cool. And I feel like you've done such a great job of putting yourself in the work. Like I don't, I'm guessing you don't have any other heroes that have made logos with their dad in it as, mm -hmm. as many times as you have. How did you start getting comfortable really putting your flavor into all the stuff that you make? Well, I think it's probably a lack of, uh, you know, paying jobs. You know, you just, you just yeah. go and you, you know, it's really weird to kind of try to intellectualize some of this stuff because it's like, shit, sure. man, I, when I think back, it's like, I remember I got my first job at this place called Cinco Design. And one of the things that one of the owners told me, he was like, listen, 
we have this big studio here. Everyone leaves at five. You're welcome to use it. I heard, did you say you're into screen printing? Yeah, I do this little GoCo prints or whatever the hell it was. And he was like, listen, man, you know, like, like you can, you can use this. You know, you just got, you got to set the alarm when you leave. And, and that just floored me because you know what I would have done? I would have just, you know, rode my bike back up Hawthorne Avenue here in Portland to my little apartment. And yeah. I would have stumbled around, you know, and I would have been putting cardboard out to make tables out of it, you know, just to places for my cards to dry. And then yeah. when I had that resource, I started to get down to work, you know. So a lot of this stuff, it was a lack of a client, you know, someone telling me here, do this for this paycheck. And I was like, well, no, I'm still going to do it because I just like to make things. And then it's like, yeah. well, shit, what, what am I going to do with, you know, you know, I applied what I knew about graphic design to, you know, just the things around me. And if it was making fun of my dad or making fun of or making a card for a buddy, the fun part about that is either of those projects that became a portfolio project. I knew that from yeah. the get go. So, you know, any of this imposter stuff that I'm, I'm kind of, you know, hit with and, you know, tr you know, we try to talk about first things first. I try to be very gentle about that. I, I do get a little whipped up about like when people say I have creative block because I just think that's just it's right. just it's basically what's shown <laughs> is just how unaware we are of how lucky we are. You know, it's like, you yeah. fuck you could come up with that. That's the best thing you could come up with. Why don't you come up with something that's just, you know, weird. I'm sitting here looking at your yeah. stuff. Jesus, you psychedelic, just Bigfoot. You look at this stuff, man. This is just <laughs> weird, all melty and just, I'm, I'm just looking at these little <laughs> things here. Uh, Andy J. Miller goodies, Andy J. Pizza things. Anywho, yeah. um, you know, what I liked about when I met you was like, you know, yes, there was this weird sense to it. But when I met you, you were just a sweet guy. Like, yeah. I've met other weirdos who do what you do, and their weird yeah. was part of their brand. And you couldn't get yeah. past it. And it was fucking, sure. it was just like, you know, you're not afraid to show your family. And by the way, thank God yes. for the mom. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Okay? <laughs> Jesus. Those beautiful children, but thank damn God right. for the mom. What little I know of you, Jesus. Yeah, damn God. right. But... Right. Uh, what a strong woman she is. I don't even I kind of do, but uh, you know, just the sense of like, fuck, I've met. It happened a month and a half ago before this shit went down. I met this fidget. I'm not going to whatever. It was just like, come on, just stop it. You're not. Yeah. You're not fooling yeah. anyone, and you're not. You know, like um, just so. There's like handcuffs of all sorts. You know. And you just mm -hmm. you're handcuffing yourself with this like persona of like this difficult thing like, fucking yeah. how exhausting like just let go of that shit and just start get busy just sharing get busy just making get busy celebrating your dad and your mom and your dog and your bullshit because what I all that time I was learning to find myself that's all so yes. you know just just learning and, and just applying what little I knew of this stuff and and every couple months it felt like you know like. You know, the idea that like when he offered that to me, this uh, bit of space at this at this office, listen, everyone would go yeah. home. The place would quiet down. It'd be really dark and I'd have to put a throw a couple lights on and I just have, you know, when there were 17 people there, it filled the place up. But when there was just me, like I remember I brought my amp in and with my guitar and I cranked. I could never crank that amp to nine in my little shit apartment. 
But at this yeah. in this industrial zone where there's no one around at night, because everyone's back home, you know, I don't know, doing watching Netflix or whatever they were doing. What were they doing in 2002? I don't know, going to the blockbuster trying to get the office DVDs. I don't know what the <laughs> hell they were doing. Who cares? But while I was down there, I could, I could just play that amp like concert level loud. And it yeah. was just like, ooh, ooh. you know, I, I started to spend my nights there basically. And, I, and, and it was just like, if you give me that resource, I take it pretty far. And, you know, even you know, with being held down, you know, either from space or, you know, remember before I had a computer, all I had was pen and paper and I still made good yeah. use of my time because I just knew it's like when we got out West and we were kids, the, the couple paths you could do is you could go up to the mountain and snowboard all day. We all we were all doing that, you know, skiing or whatever. But after yeah. that, your second choice was like, well, you could go drink and party or you could work or, you know, like if you, you know, we all had jobs. But if you weren't, you know, I don't know how to say it. Priority was going up to the mountain. That's why we were all out there anyway. The second thing yeah. is you got to pay your rent. Well, everyone has a job. But your third thing, when you have a little bit of free time, I wasn't going to spend it in some bar. Either chasing, you know, non-existent girls or, you know, or whatever it was, or chasing a high. I was chasing, you know, learning how to become my own thing. It just, it was very natural. I, I got made fun of for it. Like I was called Dark Cloud because these guys would open my door and be like, well, what's the, uh, you know, roommates, what's the, uh, what's the forecast look like? Well... It's getting ready to just get out of here. Too much light. You know, whatever it was, slam the door. Because I was just in front of my monitor when I finally got my computer, working, learning, and just devouring this stuff. You know, this is even before the internet. You know, I was just, I had my computer and I was just making things and printing it out and making my own little cards and goodies and zines and shit. So um, here's what I would say is, I appreciate you asking me about that. And, and there's a lot of classes and bullshits and things you can take. But I think it just comes down to just sort of a just a general curiosity. If you have it, you, you got to feed it, you know. And yeah. no amount yeah. of podcasting and, and, and skill shares and things, you know, you can watch all that stuff. It, it really has to come from yourself to be like, all right, you know, size it up. This is fun to do. Yeah. You know, I, I was just reading, I think, a couple of days ago. I don't know how this really connects, but it's it's a gal I met when I was down in Phoenix, and I won't name her name, but she she posted one of these little memes where the meme said, you know how there's, I guess, memes going around that say, if you're not getting a lot done right now, something's wrong with you. Yeah. You've seen any of those? Yeah, well, yeah. I probably fall into a little bit of that camp because I've just really taken advantage of this time. You know, I mean, it's it's been a really mm -hmm. special time. Um, but but she posted this sort of, you know, the other side of it, which is like, it's OK to just have your wine and do nothing. And I'm I'm supportive of that, too. But really what I saw sure. in that moment was like, there was an opportunity for you there. You could have made your own go fuck yourself thing. You know what I mean? Like. Why didn't right. you do that? Because yeah. that would have come from the perfect place. You're down, you're scared, and you are a wonderful designer. But you need to make that because I would rather post that. You than shared something instead of making some chumpy ass down. thing that yeah. everyone else, you know, your aunt's posted on Facebook, whatever, you know. Well, you gotta yeah. you gotta be able to size these things up and look for the opportunities because there was a little bit of piss and vinegar in her, and, and you gotta tap mm -hmm. that stuff. So I don't, you know. Uh, yeah. That's really good. That's I can I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a 
you have to develop your internal metal detector to know when, oh, this is an opportunity that I, there's something I want to say here. There's something that I can, you know, do myself and capitalize on this moment of this raw material of well, a feeling a, and knowing how to pick up those. There's an economy. A huge thing. There's a hole to fall into that's like, oh, I'm creatively blocked. Oh, yeah. there it is. The holes are so big. And the the hole you got to go find. <laughs> the hole you got to dig around and find. That's terrible. You got to edit that out. Just the hole you have to really pull back the, pull back. You know, it's, it, it, there's too many places to, it's like, you remember the game Pitfall? There's just. I don't know if I played yeah, that. Well, it's in the 80s. <laughs> but it's just like there's too many like trap doors that are just too easy to find that are just like, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm wallowing in my pity now. When you got to go find yeah. a little tiny little trap door that's just like, this is a safe spot. I'm getting weird. I'm making things. I'm enjoying what I do. There's not a goddamn scent to be made, but I just enjoy doing it. That is the yeah. stuff. You know, and it's, yep. you know, I, I see it when I see like um, Carson Ellis, who I'm a big fan of. I've mm -hmm. met her one time. Yeah, she's And amazing. they're very, you know, they're very down to earth people. But man, I just, I just, I just mm -hmm. pick her shit apart all the time. I just really like what she does. And, I mean, she's, she's just fucking great. I mean, and a lot of it's just like, you just get a sense that she's, she's got, you know, I don't know, you know kids fed and things and stuff. And, and um, it's her chance just to nerd out. Kate Bingham and Burt was very influential yeah. for me to just say, fuck it, this is just fun to do. And that headspace yeah. you get into, what you know, the way she works every night is just really, ex I mean, when you said, you know, something about like my legacy or something, like, oh man, you know, my legacy, what the <laughs> fuck, you know. I just hope to be a skin tag <laughs> on graphic design. You've heard that before, but that's what I hope. I Let me be a mole, <laughs> a lesion, a, 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 a growth <laughs> on graphic design. That's a bit, yeah. that's a bit. But, you know, you think of like, like Kate's legacy will be about like, being like not taking yourself too seriously and just enjoying doing yeah. it, you know? And I just really appreciate that. She, I, I, it, sometimes I get a little down in the dumps and I go look at Kate's work and I feel a little better. So, you know, instead yeah. of finding these big holes to fall into in this economy of like, now I gotta go take a class to get me, I gotta read a book about why I'm creatively blocked and fuck all that. Just get, what's your favorite thing to do? Cause frankly, now's the time to kind of do it, you know? And if, yeah. and if now for me, who, you know, my I've been doing my favorite thing a lot of years. Now my favorite thing to do is go sit and play with some Lego, you know, play my guitar, yep. um, learn new things, not, you know, not capitalize and try to make more and more and more money and stay busier and busier. You know, take the time to do some puzzles, you know, try to detune my guitar for the first time. Sounds pretty good. See, look at that. Ooh, Sit and play. beautiful. Andy J. Miller is a little pizza. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't sing, but, you know, when, when I've been doing these weekly things, and when I get the guitar out, yeah. the numbers just cut in half. <laughs> it's just like, well, you know, when he was talking about, you know, creative block, the numbers were nice and big, but when he actually just tried to... <laughs> Everyone hits the road, you know, off to, you know, off to going and searching for baby Yodas and shit, so... All yeah. right, man. Well, are we, are we good? <laughs> That's are we, are amazing. We...
Yeah, we're good. Uh, I just want to say um, one more thing. This is the last lightning round thing. I know you're into weird, uh, trippy ideas like I am. I liked you got you stepped into that realm for a second on the Skillshare video. Um, but uh, what kind of weird? I bet I'll tell you. I've been reading this book called The Flip, and it's by this scholar, and he's talking about the flip from materialism where all there is is what we can feel sense touch and taste to a kind of mystical worldview mm. and it's super dope like michael Pollan was a big mm. fan of it um who's been tripping on psychedelics yeah. these these cats um but what's the uh what's your favorite trippy idea that you've stumbled across recently oh man i mean wow uh, uh, I think it's <laughs> middle age, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, the idea of, you know, am I halfway through my life? Am I two thirds through my life? You know, there's a weird thing when you wake up each morning and mm -hmm. you're like, listen, you know, if I split my life into two and say 23 years ago from now, what was I doing? You know, in 23 years yeah. from now, I'll be 69 years old. And that means I'm probably two-thirds through my life. And you just, without, you know, going and putting a timer on these things, it's like, all right, you better get busy. Either getting busy or you better get busy, you know, doing what you like. And I, I do yeah. feel a weird sea change coming, which is just sort of like, listen, you know, like I, right now, and, you know, I don't need to, to bore you guys with this shit on this podcast, but I'm staring down a couple of large jobs. <laughs> because when we do get through this, the world's going to come exploding back into, you know. Yeah. But on a weird note, I don't. I wonder if anyone else is feeling this. It's like, I don't want to kind of go back, you know. There's a weirdness yes. that's like you with your family. I bet you're, you know, it's probably a really kind of a magical time. It's scary, you know. It is. I mean, I want to see my nephew. Yeah. I want to see my mom, you know. But there is, there's been a really, you know, fun part of this. It, just to, to, to reset me in some ways. And I, I know that. Sounds yeah. probably shitty considering that people are dying every day, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't take too much to get me, you know, uh, almost a little scared when I think about the idea of, like, life and death and how far the universe goes. So I'll listen mm. to these particle physicists on these, you know, different podcasts and things and really get out there into the ether um, about multiverse and all this kind of stuff. But I think it's just more like, you know... What was before me, what made me, what comes after me. Yeah. Not not necessarily like me, 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 but more like you know, if I die tomorrow, you know, cool. All, all right. I had a good run. And if you just, that's it. You don't get yeah. to go to some big cloudy, fluffy heaven. You know, it's like, well, no. So I've been, I, I've been going pretty deep on, I, I guess, uh, is it secular humanism? Is that, is that you know, um, mm -hmm. some of these... Uh, um, you know, these sort of guys debating, you know, these, these clerics and shit, you know, and just kind of saying, yeah. sorry, buddy, but it's, you might as well be, your Jesus might as well be an Easter bunny. Now that might be offensive to some people listening to this thing, but right. when you really get into <laughs> the logic of it, it's all that off, you know, and it just, yeah. that really yeah. grabs me because these are constructs, you know, it's like they're things that we make to mm -hmm. make ourselves feel better and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with any of that, but it doesn't take much, man. I'll, I'll go listen to a couple of these guys and just go down this. And, and frankly, the, the at the end of that hole you get to, it's just really bleak, you know? It's like kind of bleak. You just right. get to the end of it. <laughs> all right. We have logic ourselves out of all love 
and 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 light <laughs> and everything and magic and we just die and that's it so you know i, I just kind of take and grab from all, all all the stuff and you know i think what you see is you know the other day when we went to the the supermarket and we were masked up and we were doing our deals and it was very steamy yeah. and you're wearing gloves and you're freaked out but i saw this older man who was in a, in a bit of a you know a rascal one of these little you know, carts and he couldn't get out of the yeah. cart and he was trying to get some something you know, i don't know a bottle of wine or something and i just watched like four people run to help him and you're just kind of like all right everybody let's take a snapshot of this shit right now because yeah. that's the way it needs to go not when this shit's done you know from one more week until you know that cheeto piece of shit lifts the whatever it is no uh <laughs> is there a better term for that how about the worst human being on the fucking planet that Okay, is that a, is there a better term? You know, that can't even tell I the truth about his hair. Anyway, moving right along, you know, um, when he goes to jail, oh, I can't wait. I don't know, whatever it's going to be, uh, uh, something. Uh, you know, just whenever it gets lifted, we need to remember the simplest of interactions go a long way. Uh, slowing down, talking to each other, empathizing, listening, you know, helping. And I, I think we're getting a little taste of that, how lucky we've yeah. had it and how oblivious, you know, something to think as a bunch of Americans with tons to eat is yeah, we're getting a little taste of what people have been dealing with the rest of their lives. So, you know, make a donation to an international organization that helps people, you know, because, yeah. you know, they've been dealing with this shit all their lives and we need to be, we need yep. to be a little more of a collective mind to think of ways we can help those people who don't have the excesses we have. So I, you know, that's the shit I've been thinking about as far as like, just, you know, listening to some asshole lament about his lack to, you know, his inability to go play golf and fuck those people who cares yeah. about them. But, you know, yeah. in the same respect, me kind of going, what am I going to watch tonight on Netflix? It's not that rough, you know? So I need to right. just keep it in perspective, yeah. do what I can to help. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, multiverse, that one gets me pretty, pretty whipped up, you know, where'd my dad go? <laughs> yeah. That one's pretty weird. I have yeah. no idea. You know, you know, we are yeah. saving a lot on groceries. You've heard that one before, but on a fiscal level, yeah. there's a benefit to him, you know, you know biting the dust. Right. But uh, uh, yeah. All right, man. Well, I hope this was a good one. Hey, thank you. This was great. It was amazing, man. I, re I really appreciate it. Thanks for spending some time and doing all the tech garbage and and showing up and doing this. It, it means a lot. Well, it was a fun. It was a fun. Uh, you know, listen for ten grand. You, you'd be amazed what I'd do. You can just Venmo that over Andy J Pizza. Listen, it was fun to go do. I looked forward to it all day because now I'm gonna go back to a sad little life of cashing checks and you know playing guitar and. Uh, <laughs> and uh, lying and cheating and uh, snacking on things I shouldn't be snacking on. And tonight, while you guys are going to bed on that, you know, on that uh, on Ohio time, let's just say you go to bed at midnight. That's right around the yeah. time, 9 o'clock, where Aaron Drappen goes down to that basement, and he saddles onto that Schwinn Airdyne, and he sweats like a beast for 30 minutes. <laughs> I'll be thinking watch. about that as you I'm dozing off. think about that off. seat that I'm straddling there, Andy. That thing needs to be disinfected, <laughs> buddy. All right? Huh? <laughs> what am I talking about? Oh, here, let me play out that. Let me play the, the Andy J pizza uh, theme music, okay, everybody? Yeah. Let's hear it. Beautiful. Thanks, you guys. Beautiful. 
Don't, I guess I have to say it. Who's making me say this? It's just me, but I can't help it. I'm forcing myself. There's a part of me that has to end it this way. Stay pepped up. Stay pepped up. Stay pepped up. Absolutely. Stay pepped up. Thank you to Draplin for making this work. It was super great to uh, catch up with you, buddy. If you don't know Aaron Draplin, what the heck are you doing with your life, man? Go check him out on Instagram. Uh, His feed is always inspiring and uh, you're not going to be disappointed. Just go to Instagram.com slash Draplin or at Draplin. That's a more normal way to say it. Um, <laughs> go, yeah, go check it out. He, he's, he is so fun. And you go check in the show notes. I'll throw in the uh, some of his talks, um, which are super inspiring. They really inspired me to want to be a public speaker and were a big part of me doing this show. So thanks, Draplin. You are fantastic. And uh, thanks to Yoni Wolf and the band Y for our theme music. Thanks to Alex Sugg for our soundtrack. Thanks to Jordan Aaron for editing the show beautifully. And thanks to all of you for showing up week after week to get your weekly dose of pep. And, uh, you know, you know what to do until we speak again.